So for this week, I thought uh, since we were watching kid shows, we were watching Canadian kid shows in particular, let's just squeeze out one more little week of kid show stuff. Because when else? When when when's a better time than now? So what's this one, Mr. Rogers? No, because uh, so we we watched the um, you know the wacky kind of. Uh, not particularly redeemable shows first. You can't do that on television and Hilarious House of Frightenstein. Then we watched the legitimate shows like uh, Friendly Giant and Mr. Dress Up that, uh, you know, educational, good for kids, kind of slow. This one is, I'd say, kind of in the middle. It falls more non-educational, but it's just uh, just so so good. It's Pee-wee's Playhouse. Oh, yes. So Saturday I- morning, Pee-wee's yeah. Playhouse. So we're obviously off the Canadian thing. This is uh, very American. But uh, what made me think of this is when I was living with my friend Craig in Toronto, he was always just playing old stuff all the time. He'd just watch old TV. And he threw on some Pee-wee's Playhouse. And, you know, I always liked it when I was a kid. But this is like one of those shows, like I was saying with that Batman cartoon. It's so nice when you see something that you liked as a kid. And then when you see it now, you're like, holy crap, somebody put a lot more work into that than I appreciated at the time. Like we were... Geez, at that point, I think I was in my early 30s, and we were sitting around watching Pee Wee, and I was like, man, put another one of those on. That was awesome. Like, that was a legitimately really good show. So uh, I thought since, the, you know, since we've hit this little bubble of kid shows, before we get back to real TV, <laughs> I keep saying this, but one more week, and let's just check out some Pee Wee. So the basic story of Pee Wee's Playhouse, it ran from 1986 to 1990 with 45 episodes. So it's not one of these like thousands of episodes. There was very few. It kind of ran like a real show, like the seasons were relatively small. And uh, in 2004 and 2007, Pee Wee's Playhouse was ranked number 10 and number 12 on TV Guide's top cult shows ever. Like not just kids shows, all shows. You know, it made this list twice, which is very unusual for a kids show, but I think well-deserved, you know, like it's a, it's a sign of how, how this show was not, it wasn't like the other shows, you know, <laughs> this is like a kid's show that, you know, I was saying last week about how, like, I would have a hard time as a producer on one of those kid shows because they're so calm and so slow and so repetitious, and I would be like, what are we doing for the adults in the audience, you know, <laughs> and you were saying like, yeah, well, the adults aren't paying attention, so why bother, but this, that's what this show is, this is the show that is it's a kid's show, not so secretly made, so adults will like it. And it totally worked because uh, it right away gained this like dual audience of kids were watching it and adults were watching it. So basically, uh, Paul Rubens, he developed this, he was in The Groundlings. It's like this uh, improv comedy group of people that a lot of them later went on to be famous. So he developed this stage show of Pee Wee Herman, the Pee Wee Herman character that was way more adult. And uh, so my cousins, Steven and Allison, they had the, like a VHS tape of that Pee Wee Herman HBO like stage show thing. And it was really weird to see it because I saw it later in life. And it's like, uh, like he's got a little doll that he like uses to look up women's skirts and stuff. It was a lot different from the Pee Wee Herman that, that I knew. But that's where Pee Wee Herman started. And somehow through this like stage show version that he had that was almost like a cabaret show or something, he got to make it into a movie. In 1985, they made Pee-wee's Big Adventure, which was Tim Burton's first movie. It cost like $4 million and it made $45 million, you know, like one of these surprise hits. And it was a great movie too. That, that really holds up. 
So because it was such a hit, uh, CBS offered him a cartoon, but he didn't want to do that. He said he wanted to do a live action show with the same budget as a sitcom would have. So each episode of this show was like $300,000. Like it was not one of these cheap repeaty kid shows. Like this was full on, like we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And he talked him into it. He got full creative control. He got all this money. So, I mean, just the whole, whole way through, it's like, wow, I can't believe it. This guy's just getting exactly what he wants. And uh, he based it on like a 1950s feel, which once I knew that, like his vinyl furniture and just the way Pee Wee looks and... Mm, it, the little suit, yeah, yeah and the, the little bow tie and the greased down hair. So I never, yeah, it sort of reminds me like Jughead or like uh, yeah. Alfalfa and those kids, the little rascals. Like it has that feeling to it, which I never realized as a kid either. Just, uh, you know, but when I heard that later, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. And, uh, and yeah, he just wanted it to be for, for everyone, for both people. Or like uh, the way they described it is like kind of like, like a lot of artsy shit of like postmodernist and just like teaching kids about creativity and stuff. But, but it really is like it really did pull off all these things. So uh, I just picked episode, season one, episode three, because it's called Rainy Day. And I'm like, oh, that seems fun. Didn't that show shut down because he was accused of some perversion of some kind? Yeah, I was going to get into that in the end, but we can do it now. Fuck it, why not? So uh, the show actually was already finished. Everyone assumed that the reason it got canceled was because he got arrested. But after season five, he decided not to do a season six because he didn't want the show to decline in quality. So uh, See, I thought it was because of whatever that... Whatever he was arrested for, whatever perversion that that kind of put the kind well, of wash. It was it was a load of nonsense. It was total fucking bullshit. It was he was arrested in 1991 in Florida because he went to a porn theater and he got arrested for touching his dick in the porn theater. Like these detectives went in to the porn theater, looked around to see who was fucking playing with their penises in the porn theater where they're playing porn why do you have porn theaters florida do you really think you're just gonna sit in there and just watch it like a film like the whole situation is absurd i like but i also i i vaguely remember this but i i don't think they just went in well it could be could be that they just went in and were looking for just anybody who might be doing that but I think the story was that they were looking for him. No, I don't think so. That's not what I read. Okay. Because, I mean, I was obviously, especially back then, this was 1991, we didn't have the internet. Information was very hard to dispense, and there was a no, lot there of... There were things uh, about his sh- the show that uh, were was very disconcerting to some adults. They didn't feel that it should be a child show, and uh, Pee Wee was kind of kind of marked as to well, let's see what we can get this guy on that, i mean that, that was the story going around at the time i could see that people there could be people that saw it that way it was definitely a very strange subversive kid show but uh but you know that kind of gets into like like that's like writing the story after i think more you know because could be because be. who are these moral majority people that can control the police you know <laughs> that gets into like real well, conspiracy theory shit into, yeah that stuff from the 1950s though mccarthyism and all that stuff right there was the stories at the time is that mccarthyism is not dead it still exists alive and well in the united states of america and Pee Wee herman was a victim of it that was just some of the talk at the time right yeah and i mean of course yeah every it's like it is weird to think of the pre-internet world there's a lot of misinformation now but it's so much easier to cut through to the actual information where back then yeah it's like just i mean you can bring up a million weird random things there was like a, a weird one about uh 
Marilyn Manson, that there was a rumor that he was Paul, the best friend, the nerdy best friend from the Wonder Years, because they kind of looked the same. And that wasn't true at all, but a lot of people thought it was true. And then there was a, another rumor, and Marilyn Manson is just what comes to mind for me, that Marilyn Manson had two of his bottom ribs removed so that he could bend over far enough to suck his own dick. <laughs> I mean, those are just examples, but you know, you could come up with a thousand of them. For every story that happens, there's the weird idea behind it. But basically what I read about this is just that uh, the cops were, they just did this. They just periodically, like, it's just, to me, it's such an insane it's like it's the insanity of america you know of like they're so puritanical but they have the porn theater they built the porn theater and they show the porn in it but these detectives would just occasionally go in because they arrested three other guys not just peewee and then when peewee got arrested he was like hey i'm i'm Pee-wee. like because he didn't look like peewee herman at this point he had long hair and a beard and stuff he's like i'm peewee herman can't we just do like a fucking benefit or something clear this up but now they went the whole way and they arrested him and a bunch of his uh you know other people in show business that know him all came out to support him they did some polls and the polls were like nine to one on his side because unless you're a weird religious fucking crank why would anyone give a shit about this you know (laughs) if there's ever a place to put your hand on your dick it's when you're watching fucking porn in a porn theater (laughs) like again i feel like if you want to be puritanical that's fine. That's your choice. But you can't have the porn theater and then arrest people <laughs> for touching their dick in the porn theater. That's what's insane to me. You got to pick a lane here. You got to do one or the other. And uh, and yeah, we're just such a shame-based culture. Like, this just followed him forever. It never went away. It's still there, you know? And it's so dumb. It's the dumbest reason you could ever get arrested. It's so nothing. But again, maybe it would be less bad if he was a normal actor, but because he was associated with this kid show... It was, uh, yeah, it just made it so much worse. So then uh, that was in 1991. He basically just dropped out of public light mostly till 1999. Although even still, he's still like, he showed up in 92 on uh, some award show. It <laughs> just said like, so you heard any good jokes lately? <laughs> you know, like still poking fun at like everyone is making fun of me for being the guy who got arrested for masturbating. But he didn't really return to acting fully till 1999. And then by 2006, he started doing Pee Wee stuff again. And now there's a bunch of Pee Wee stuff. There's new movies and Netflix stuff and all kinds of Pee Wee Herman stuff. So, like, when you look at it in hindsight, it doesn't seem so bad. 91, the show was already done. He was gone till 99. And by 2006, everything's fine again. But at the time, man, that must have sucked. Like, that's a long slog, especially that first eight years right after it happened. Like, eight years where you're just like, I'm not even going to try to get back into show business because everyone is just, I'm just a joke now. <laughs> and it's just so undeserved. Because, again, I just feel like he, he couldn't have done less of nothing, <laughs> is, is my opinion. And I think everyone's opinion. But it's just that, like, weird, like I said, you know, nine to one. Like, there obviously were the people that were like, no, no, he's a bad man. But... But they're the same kind of dumb religious fucks that would have said that about a million things that, you know, that it, you can't touch your penis. No, no, no. Absurd. Anyway. So, yeah, that's the that's the tale of Paul Rubens. But I do think that's interesting, though, you're saying like the different theories about it and whatever, because, yeah, like everybody had their thoughts about it. And the big one was that the show got canceled. I thought that too. Everyone thought that the show got canceled because he got arrested because it happened at the exact same time. But all they did is stop rerunning it. Like it was, it was over. But you just, yeah, you just can't know the truth (laughs) about these things. 
But I'm glad that for all of America's many remaining problems, they're not as bad as that anymore, <laughs> you know? So anyway, yeah, um, it all worked out in the end for, for Pee Wee. And yeah, nowadays, certainly no one gives a shit. And, uh, and yeah, in the, uh, the uh, legacy is that he made this sweet-ass show that is awesome. Well, let's have a look and see if it holds up. Oh, the other thing that's kind of interesting is Rob Zombie from uh, the band White Zombie, and then he became a director. He's directed a bunch of movies. He was a uh, like a, an assistant stagehand guy on this show. It's just like, oh, yeah, I could see that, because this show's so fucking bizarre and weird. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, he'd, he'd be the guy. Yeah, definitely the opposite, right? Of like, instead of calming kids down, I forgot about the <laughs> word of the day where it's like you have to scream and make noise. And not only for the duration of the show, they're like, for the rest of the day, if anyone says this word, I want you to yell. Like, yeah, I can see. I mean, I guess there's like the, like I was saying, there's the adult um, fan base of this show. But just parents that weren't paying attention must have been fucking annoyed <laughs> at the show, just making their kids even more crazy. Yeah, I think that's awesome. It's just so uh, so much going on. Like, every little corner of that place is a new thing. And even, like, I forgot about there's Cherry, the, you know, blue chair that is always in the show. But that other chair, it's like a dog yeah, that you hardly ever even see. It's not my cup of tea. Uh, I find I find him kind of unsettling. He's <laughs> yeah. like, he's like this grown man who, who behaves perfectly like a child. But, but then all those other weird characters that he's got in it, like, yeah, like, that chair is kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> that chair with a big mouth under it, like, in the seat and the big arms. And uh, it's just kind of, yeah, kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah, you definitely got to get into the tone of it or whatever. Like, I think... But I can see why kids would love that. Yeah, even just the way he acts is so awesome to me. Like, I just love the way he talks. It's so weird. But yeah, and just the weird stuff, like, there's a, they weren't in this much because they were asleep. But the, the beatnik um, dolls, like, just stuff that I, it's like, this is where I learned about a lot of this. I guess now that I know, too, about the 50s influence, later when I learned about the beatniks, I'm like, oh, yeah, Pee-wee had those beatniks that were always <laughs> snapping and doing little th stuff. And just weird stuff, like, again, she was only in it a bit on the phone call, but Missy Vaughn, just... Just like this chick with a some relatively low-cut dress for a kid's mm -hmm. show and huge breasts. <laughs> and, and, and Pee-wee's always a little uh, uncomfortable around her. As a kid, I would have loved that show, but as an adult, um... <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess, like, again, you still you kind of got to be in the, uh, you know, in the sphere of kid's shows. Like, I don't really know why Craig threw it on in the apartment. It was a little unusual. But for me, like for a kid show, like if I had to watch one, that's the one I would watch the crap out of that show. And yeah, and when I think about the, uh, just the production budget is crazy. Like the, uh, the little, um, it looks like a mouse hole, but whenever they go in there, it's stop motion dinosaurs. I forgot about that too. That has nothing to do with anything. They just throw that in there. Oh yeah, it has lots of action, fast moving. <laughs> and yeah, like instead of, uh, like I, I was telling you uh, last week, we didn't record it, it was after we were done recording, but how uh, one of the things I always remembered about Mr. Rogers was this segment where he was trying to teach you how to make a, 
ostensibly healthy snack and it was a banana you peel the banana and then you take a like slice of cheese and wrap the cheese around the banana and i went and tried it and it was gross and weird like cheese and banana does not go together but you know this like trying to make you healthy bullshit where peewee is like here's hot chocolate here's how you make hot chocolate and then one of his little puppets is like aren't you gonna put whipped cream on that and he's like i sure am and just like a mountain of whipped cream so much whipped cream and even that he can't just go get the whipped cream it's another stop motion thing that all the food in his fridge is dancing like so much effort compared to uh, i mean you know it's weird to compare it to these other shows because it's doing something different but you don't make three thousand episodes of something without low effort <laughs> and these guys that's why they only made 45 episodes but this even is... the morality part of it where they were trying to teach you the lesson like it's not nice to be phoning people on the phone and pulling those stupid little jokes about your refrigerator running but when you finish watching that you're not convinced that it's really that bad because it looks like so much fun. <laughs> See, I was thinking the opposite, though, because when he's making these crank calls and he somehow has a video phone in 1986, amazingly, and uh, he crank calls a cop and the cop is like, you're going to go to jail. Like, that would legitimately freak out a little kid, I think. I just heard someone recently say that from, like, the younger generation. This chick was, like, she's, like, 20, 21 now, that she said she... Uh, like had her little Nintendo DS thing that you could go online with. And when she was like 10 years old, just to test it, she went to it's this porn site called Pornhub and she managed to go there on her Nintendo thing. And she said she freaked out because she thought like, they're going to find out. My parents are going to know I did this. I'm going to go to jail. Like that's that kid thing. You think you're going to go to jail. <laughs> Except Buddy, who led him into it, when he goes looking for Buddy, because he's afraid he's been frightened now oh buddy's just snoozing away there wasn't <laughs> yeah. so i mean yeah that would be my overwhelming description my overall would be weird it's just weird it's not necessarily it's certainly not educational i don't think and uh, maybe not necessarily that valuable in any way except to be weird but but i guess like that's what i find more it's again i mean like we were saying last week i just have a hard time looking at it from a kid's perspective at all i just want to look at it from an adult perspective but to me like the peewee thing is more valuable as a message to kids just to go like look how creative and shit you could be look at this stuff you can make you don't have to make one of these lazy shows is just boring you know like if you put your back into it look how awesome this can be <laughs> and it really is like unique among kids shows like there is no other kid show with that kind of budget no, and that kind of work and that kind of guy either yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> which again yeah i didn't look into that specifically but it is like i don't i don't know where that character originated from or what the story is in the movie in peewee's big adventure i was watching that with my toronto friends and we kind of came up with this theory because he doesn't have parents. He lives in this big house and there's like a Rube Goldberg machine that makes him breakfast every morning. You know, it's like the conveyor belts and stuff, cracks the eggs, makes the whole breakfast. So we were thinking like maybe his parents were rich inventors and they died and they left all these machines to keep their kid alive. So he's got his house, he's got the playhouse and maybe he just grew up without parents 
mostly in this house. Like our theory was he didn't ever leave until he was an adult, but in his mind, he's not an adult. He never got to grow up. So he's this bizarre man child and it all kind of fits. Or maybe the, he's just got the playhouse and he's got another house somewhere that he lives in. And he just, parents say, get out. Yeah. <laughs> I can't take you today. So he goes to the playhouse. But yeah, that, I guess, too, that is so perfect, though, how right away it just stakes, it puts the stake in the ground of like, yeah, we're not the calm show. We're the show where every week we're going to get you to yell. <laughs> we want you to scream. <laughs> so anyway, I think for real this time, that really will be the end of the random kid shows. Because uh, also, I think it's kind of not, it's not going to get better than that. Pee Wee was, was awesome. What a good kid show. And again, you could debate whether or not it's valuable as a kid show. Maybe not. <laughs> but... But it's something that I would want to watch. Like, yeah, like that's exactly all the stuff I was saying about last week, where it's like these shows are so slow and so repetitious and so calm. And what I want is the opposite of all of that. <laughs> and that's what Pee Wee is. <laughs> Although as a kid, I liked both. Yeah, I thought it was all it was all good as a kid. But, yeah. but again, uh, those those slow slow shows are almost preschool. This right. is this is. Preschool kids could watch it, but it, but it, I think it's more geared for your 8, 9, 10, 11-year-old, 12-year-old. Yeah, I think up. it would be very hard, I think, for a very small kid to even comprehend what was happening. <laughs> like, Pee-wee would just be noise. It wouldn't even make sense because it's so weird. But ultimately, yeah, it all worked out. Everybody, uh, everybody loves Pee-wee. Everyone respects what he did. He's still doing stuff now. And yeah, his shameful, shameful masturbation scandal is more remembered now as like a... I'm sure it was terrible for him. But in pop culture history, it's like like a weird joke of like, man, this is really what we were concerned about back then, eh? <laughs> like, we're willing to run a guy's career through the mud for this? Whew. <laughs> you know? Other people have done actual bad things. Let's maybe focus on that. But anyway, I guess, I guess it's all relative, though. I mean, you know, it seems pretty bad what happened to poor Paul Rubens. But I guess if this was like the 1600s they probably would have thought this guy was a witch and would have fucking <laughs> burned him <laughs> yeah. so, so you know i guess it's all relative ultimately maybe it wasn't that bad i remember one time as a kid i had a 3ds and i was really curious about like if there were like parental controls on the 3ds so i went to freaking Cornhub, right uh just to like find out if it was accessible on a 3ds and it worked so i literally i was like 10 years old i almost threw up from anxiety. I was like, I thought I was gonna go to jail. <laughs> I thought I was gonna go to jail. <laughs> I closed it so quickly. I was like, <gasps> <laughs> but uh, they never found me. They never tracked me down. <laughs>